This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome, good evening, my name is Phil, this is Leicester Fan TV, it is 7 o'clock on Thursday night and we've got another special night to have a little chat with Conrad Logan, ex-Leicester City Keeper, was with Leicester from 2005 to about 2015, so a long stint at Leicester, didn't make loads of appearances but made some interesting ones and he is going to be with us any moment, so get your questions in get your comments in as ever i can get them on screen and we can have a good old chat with comrade so this is the leicester fan tv show with comrade logan Yes, good evening. Thank you, everybody who is watching. Let's get a few hellos in there. Good evening to Matty Bond. How are you, Matty? Hope you're keeping safe, staying indoors as best as possible and fit and healthy. Andrew is watching. Thanks for watching, Andrew. What would you like to ask Conrad Logan? Let your let us know what questions you want. Dave wants to know. He wants to ask, do you think Coutinho will come to City? Well, perhaps we'll ask Conrad that. Do you think a player like Coutinho could come to Leicester. Who knows? Well, get whatever questions you want into Comrade Logan. And here to bring him into the show is Jamie from the Fox's Arms. Hi, Jamie. How are you? Evening. How the devil is everyone? Hope you're all well and good. Very good, Jamie. So come on then, without too much further ado, introduce us to, I think we all know Comrade Logan, but give him the big up. I'll give him the big up. Right. Conrad signed on the youth team uh, in July of 03. And then he signed professional in 05 and he left us in uh, May of 2015, just before the Premier League season, the winning Premier League season. Uh, he played 30 games. And he didn't play that many because being the life of a keeper, it's hard to get a regular start as his keeper. He had seven loans, uh, but one of his mate, one of his best spells was he, he signed for Hibs just after he left for Leicester. And his debut was in the semi-final of their Scottish Cup. I'm not sure whether it was the League Cup or their FA Cup, but one of the two. And he saved two penalties in the penalty shootout and got them through to the final. And then he went on to win the final as well, which is he's pretty good at penalty stops because in one of his games, he actually played at Middlesbrough and he saved a penalty against Middlesbrough for Leicester. And it, oh, I've got that, Jamie. 
Have you? I've got, I've got, let's I've have a look at it, shall we? Come on, let's have a look. This is Comrade Logan. This is at the Walkers. Yay! There you go. And he saved the rebound as well. He did indeed. So, there we I go. I think let's, we ought to bring him in on that note. Let's bring him in. We've got Comrade Logan and Lee Cheppers as well to join us. Yay. Hello, guys. Oh. How are we? How are you, Comrade? How are you, guys? You all right? We're good. We're good. Jamie, start us off with a question. Yes, uh, good, good, good. My first question is, going back a few, bef what was Sven like? You were there when Sven was there. So how did Sven treat his keepers and his players when he was there? And did he did he teach you all his, like, womanising tricks while he was there? Because he was a bit of a ladies' man, weren't he? <laughs> I didn't get any of that. Oh, God. What? Try, go again, try again, go again, Jamie. Jamie, right, come... <laughs> Comrade, if you didn't hear, I'm going to say what you. One of the managers. One of the questions I want to ask you is: One of the managers you trained under, Comrade, was Sven Goran Eriksson. How did you yes. feel? How did you feel he was as a manager? Because he was obviously a massive name when he came into Leicester to take over the club. One of the biggest, biggest name managers Leicester oh, City ever had. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, his, um, the status of getting someone like that into the club at the time was 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 a massive pull for the club and probably showed the sort of uh, way that the club was going at the time. Um, I mean, as a as a man manager, absolutely fantastic. Um, I mean, as a coach, he probably didn't do a lot of coaching um, on a day to day basis. It was Derek Pazakli, his assistant, who done most of the coaching. Um, well, I mean, the way that that he. Um, he brought bigger names to the the, the club, um, and the way that he was as a person was was fantastic, and someone that was really uh, good to work under. Um, and especially, you know, the the sort of career that he had um, previous to coming to Leicester. Lee, yeah, um, I've got a question for Conrad um, because he's he's been through technically half of two different decades, uh, including the Milan Mandrich ownership of the of Leicester City, and then the uh, King Power brand. Um, what's what was the the difference, and uh, what what happened when when Vishai and the King Power took over with the club? What was the you know what was it like? Yeah, I mean it was it was a massive change. I think you see sort of the way that the club has gone since since King Power have come in. Um, I mean, I suppose it was it, it, things just before that when we were floating in the championship and we dropped down to League One and the club wasn't in a great sort of position at that time. And I think it was, it was crying out for someone maybe with the funds that King Power had and the sort of commitment that they had to a club to come in at that time. Um, and I think, you know, it was a, a slowly, slowly approach from them. They brought, obviously, Sven as a big name. It didn't work straight away but you know over time now we're, we're sort of you know the club has moved forward massively big big steps but I mean I suppose the way football is at the moment if you want to get to the the sort of um, stature as a club yeah. that Leicester have now you've got to have that backing and I suppose before probably the managers are the um, the chairman sorry that were were at the club probably didn't have the money the funds and the infrastructure to that the, the club needed. I mean, Conrad, it was a, it was a massive journey you were part of from that two thousand and five right up till the greatest escape season, wasn't it? That you were that you were part of. How did 
how did you feel, you know, those 10 years? What, what were some of the highlights as being part of that journey? I mean, the the one I think really was was when obviously we got promoted from the championship up to the Premier yeah. League. That was that was a massive a massive step. Um, I mean, there was there was highs and lows on the way. It was a it's a long old trip. Um, you know, as you say, probably 10, 10 years in and around the first team there. Um, but I think that's when you know we we obviously a couple of seasons previous to that with the Cardiff playoff semi final with the oh, Watford yeah. playoff semi final. Yeah. We were sort of yeah, God, we were nearly men at that stage. <laughs> Yeah. What was the uh, the Leicester camp like um, with with losing to Watford on such circumstances? Were, were you all down about it, or was you, was it just pick up and let's go and crack on? I mean, initially it was it was obviously a sucker punch again, wasn't it? I mean, the Cardiff one a couple of years previous to that, when you you know you think you're so close, um, that was our first sort of sniff at getting back up to the Premier League again from being probably in the Championship for quite a few years, so. You know that was you know that was the first one. Then you get you know another chance with with the Watford one. The way that season ended, the actual season itself, we 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 had a terrible run really from from uh, January through to the end of the season. But to get in the playoffs and then think you know you're so close, it was yeah. You know the raw emotion after it was obviously as you can imagine, it was probably something that none of us experienced as players and probably none of us really experienced as fans. You know, being such. The way it went, the penalty up the other end, you're right. But I mean, straight after it was incredible. The next season, when everyone came back for pre-season, you know, there was just there was a defiance. You know, it was like, right, yeah. we've been so close on this couple of occasions. We know what we need to do. We've got to get over the line, and we just, you know, that was brushed to the side. There wasn't any talk of it as soon as we came back in the next season. Swept to the side, pretty much the same team, you know, again and bang, you know, all guns blazing, and and you know, we we really romped the league pretty much that the next season. I've got a nice question here from one of the fans, comrade, who's watching. Chris asks, who was the best character during your career at Leicester, causing antics in the dressing room <laughs> throughout your career? Because, comrade, you, you must have i got no idea how many different players you played with in the squads in that 10 years, but it, it must have been quite a lot in that time. So who was one of the best characters in the dressing room? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I suppose going back to when I was a young lad, sort of training and in and around the first team, there was there was, you know, Old school characters back in that day. You had your Matt mm. Elliott, your Jerry Tigers, Tim Flowers, Savage. You know, proper old school pros. Um, I mean, I suppose you know. In recent times, I'd probably say you know the Joker's probably the Jamie Vardy's probably you know of of nowadays in the last few years of the that I was there. You know, but I mean, I think football's probably changed a little bit to probably some of the antics that happened. When I first came to the club, talking about some of the lads <laughs> that were there, wouldn't be allowed these days. So, you know, that's that's the way life rolls, isn't it? But um, you know, there, there was the, you've got to have big characters. You know, there's there's a few jokers here and there, but if you're going to be in successful teams, you need massive characters. And I think, you know, in recent years, Leicester have been full of them. Really, do you think in that ten years, comrade, you you can definitely see how football has changed in a big way? Yeah, definitely. I mean. You know, it, as I say, when I'm using the, the lads as examples, you know, Matt Elliott, Jerry Taggart, you know, they were uh, Premier League footballers for, for quite a number of years at that time. And that was the sort of type of footballer there was. But, you know, they were just, they were all big characters, strong lads, strong individuals. And I mean, now it's probably a yeah. little bit different. You've got so much social media, you've got people, everyone's got their little pennies worth to have a go at players on social media. Yeah. You've got to be so careful. You go out and about. But, 
listen, that's I suppose at, at the top end that the lads are playing at now. That that's sort of you, you, you've got to take that in the chin. The mon- there's a lot of money in the game. There's a lot of bits of bobs in it. So I mean, everyone, you know, you it's it has changed, and and I suppose technology's probably been one of the biggest changes in it that everyone can feel probably in a good way a little bit closer to to players and 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 uh, and teams. Jamie, let's see if can you ask a question. See if if Conrad yeah. can hear you. Conrad, can you hear me? Yeah, I've got you, buddy. I've got you. Oh, oh, that's all right then. Who was the? That's of all the time you're in Leicester. Who was the best manager in Leicester in the in your, your ten years at Leicester? Who was the best manager you're while you were there? Question. You're nicking my questions here, Jamie. <laughs> Sorry, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Pearson, without a doubt. Um, you know, I think I think the best manager I've worked under. Um, I mean, his time at Leicester, I suppose, looking and what he'd done. I mean, yeah. League One, bang, straight away out of that. Championship, a couple of a couple of near misses in, in that, up to the Premier League. And then the team that won the Premier League was pretty much assembled by by himself. Um, mm. You know, and, and I'm not just talking his successes. I'm just talking the way that he ran the club, the way that he put the infrastructure that the club's got now. I think a lot of that was from him, the impetus that he brought at that time. Um, and I think, you know, Myself now being a little bit older and, and looking at, at from a, a player and, and even from a, maybe a, a do some coaching, a coach's point of view, looking at what he done, the way that he, you know, designated staff to do certain things and, you know, just everything he had, the fine details of, of what was required to be a successful manager. I think he had an abundance and I think you can you can see it now, the job that he's, he's obviously doing at Watford as well. Yeah, yeah I've got a question for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, throughout the the term of your Leicester career, your ten years, uh, who would you say was the most talented um, that you were partnered with at any point? Um, Real Morris, I suppose. I would think so. Skillful, um, you know. If you're looking for a, a flair player and a player that can do something out of the ordinary, a match winner. Um, yes, I mean, there's been a lot of good players, a lot of solid players, um, a lot of players that, you know, probably in certain positions are fantastic and probably some of the best in the Premier League and maybe the best in the world might not get the um, credit they deserve because of the position they play. I suppose everyone's looking for a flary type of yeah. player. So yeah. I would probably think Riyadh on that one. I've got a question here you, for you, Conrad, from one of the fans. And there's been a lot of questions on this uh, in various forms. Uh, Mark saying about top tips, which we'll come on to. But the question I wanted to ask you was from Scooby Baz. And a lot of a lot of fans, Conrad, want to say, because you did go out on loan while you were Leicester, do you feel like you were given a good, a fair crack of the whip? Do you, was it, you know, did you feel like you could have ended up with more caps, more appearances for Leicester? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, um, look, I, I, coming to the club as a 15-year-old, as a as a schoolboy, not even a YT, I think, you know, it, 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 the, the dream was to play a Premier League um, a professional football. And, you know, to do that with a club that I came through the youth system was, was something that I was very proud of. Um, but, yeah, look... <laughs> You know, there's no there's no sob story. One, I would love to have played more games, but I mean, yeah. at yeah. the time I was at the club, I've probably had I don't know, not counting, but I could have had ten plus managers um, over that time. Yeah. Um, and I was sort of in and out of the team. I, I managed Rob Kelly, gave him a debut, managed to play a few games under him um, as a young boy at you know nineteen twenty, and then uh, Nigel Worthington came in, played a few games under him, and then I think if you look at probably where the club was after that. 
there were so many players, so many goalkeepers, so many different things happening at the club. Um, and it was probably until probably Nigel came back again that I was I was back at the club as, as probably a number two. At that stage, Casper was at the club, yeah. who is one of the best in the world. So, look, to, to be at a club and to do what I'd done from a youth team player to get and play for the first team, as I say, is something I'm proud of. And, yeah. you know, yeah. yes, I would have loved to play more games. But, you know, I did get games. If, if I wasn't playing... I was lucky enough. I was able to go out and loan, and then maybe a new manager was would come back in, and I would be back in the fold again if it wasn't happening. I could go out and loan, so I still gathered up quite a few games under my belt. Um, but yeah, yeah it'd be nice to play do, more. But that's how do you, it is. Do you, okay, oh. do you feel um, do you feel that you took part in in this of Leicester actually winning the league? I know you weren't part of the team and you weren't here, but you were here for ten years. Do you feel like you was kind of a part of the lead up to this? Yeah, well, I mean, I was there every year apart from it, really. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but, but did, you celebrate, um, yeah. did you celebrate as well with the players and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Look, it was it was a strange time that. Um, so, technically, my contract was up um, in May 15. Um, but actually, from the December 14, I was out for 18 months. So, I snapped my Achilles in December 14 um, and I was out. So, I was rehabbing at the club even pretty much up until the March of the year that the lads won the league. So, you know, I wasn't actually um, signed for the club. I was just getting rehab from the physio. So I was in the club pretty much every day that the lads were, were on this run. Um, so, you know, it, it was it was nice to be involved and seeing how they handled it, you know, from being up near the top of the league to all of a sudden thinking we could actually maybe go and win this, you know, after Christmas or whatever. So, um but yeah, again, look, I, I wasn't involved in it. I, don't, I take no part in that. But, you know, I, I, it was an incredible journey and it was something I was really proud and really happy to see the lads do because, you know, as I say, I, I, the season before, probably 95% of the lads that actually won the league was, was part of the Great Escape yeah. and the, the championship team previous to that. So, you know, it was it was great times. I've just put a, a I, comment on oh, screen. Oh, sorry, Jamie. I was just... Go on, I was, go on you go, go, go Phil. No, you go, Jamie. I was going to say... But after you, after you not left, but after you finished your rehab, you must have had your best two or three months ever because you went to Hibs and you actually won the Scottish League Cup, didn't you? And you made a big influence at Hibs. That was probably must be one of your most special times playing football when you were at Hibs. It was, yeah, it was. I mean, um, on a personal point of view, that was that was incredible. Look, the the eighteen months that I was out um, injured was was a tough time. Um, I was out of contract. I had no club wasn't getting paid from probably the whatever end of one season till pretty much, you know, nine months probably. Um, and I had to make a call. I was still doing my rehab. I probably still wasn't at a level that I wanted to be, but I had a chance to go and train. It was actually at Rochdale um, at the time. I went there for one day and then got a call to go up to Hibs. Um, so, yeah, for me, that three months, look, it, it, it turned out to be one of the best three months of my career, but it could quite easily have been the worst three months of my career if I went up there and I wasn't able to train or play and, you know, still be without a club. But, you know, on the plus side, it was it was fantastic scenes up there and obviously coincided yeah. with the same time Leicester winning the league. So, double bubble. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Comrade, I was going to... One of the fans just put a question on... <clears throat> excuse me. About you were at the club for 10 years... You didn't have a testimonial. If one was to be arranged now, would you, you know, the fans would love to give you a testimonial match at Leicester. Would that be something you'd come back for? 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I, I, yeah, I was, I was actually, realistically, I was probably at the club for 14 years, really, when you look at yeah. it from, from a 15-year-old boy yeah. coming over, um, nearly nearly 15 years by the time I left. Um, but I, I suppose when you look on testimonials, you look at people like probably Andy King, who's played hundreds and hundreds of games. So, I mean, it's probably, you know, as we said, I haven't played as many games, but I've been part of, of a lot at the club. Um you know, over the over the years that I was there. So, I mean, testimonials to club probably are, are normally classed as, you know, legends that have, have been there and played hundreds and hundreds of games. But mm. listen, if one came up, it would, it would be fantastic. But, you know, it, it well, hasn't so far, so I can't imagine it. <laughs> well, maybe that's something, <laughs> we'll Jamie and Chappers, maybe that's something us fans yeah. need to start yeah. something we'll, off yeah. there for we'll, we'll, get, we'll get hashtag trending. Start it on social media. <laughs> Testimonial for Conrad. <laughs> yeah. Conrad, oh, somebody was asking about uh, how about training keepers, and I know just before we came live, that is something now you're very much still into, isn't it? Taking training the next generation of keepers. Tell us a little bit about what you've got going on locally as well. Yeah, I mean, after um, sort of when I had my injury, it was it was a time where I probably looked like you know could have played football again, you know, potentially the the injury could have reoccurred and that could have been it. So coaching was something I was always um, I always enjoyed when I was at Leicester. I used to go in sometimes in the evenings and go and watch the academy goalkeepers train. It's something I always took an interest in. So I started doing my badges and opened my. I've got a goalkeeping academy now, which is which is open. It's at Reek Valley on a Thursday evening for three hours from sort of seven to eighteen year olds. Um, and we've been going over two years now, um, and we've got great numbers. And it's something I really enjoy. I mean, it's it's something different. Um, you know, I feel like. I've had a lot of experience over my time, and to give it back to to the young lads and girls that come to me is is fantastic. And to, you know, the the pride of you playing as a professional footballer, yeah. it's a completely different pride when you see you know a young kid coming in and and starting them on their journey. And oh, the way the kids learn, you know, they're so quick and the development's so quick, and it's it's something you know I'd, I'd really enjoy. Yeah, Phil, we should uh, take my lad. He wants to be a goalkeeper. He's seven. We should take him and we should go live on Less Fan TV. <laughs> we should do that. I mean, it is, it, is a, it is a very strange position Absolutely. in the way keepers, comrade, isn't it? They always say it takes a character to be a keeper. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's last line of defence and, you know, it's, look, it's... <laughs> It's a fantastic position, you know. You can be the hero, but the the amount of times that you are a hero is probably minimal compared to a striker who, yeah. you know, probably will score in in a lot of games. And you know, it can be the loneliest position if things if things aren't going well and you're getting blamed for a lot of things. Then you know, it, 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 mental strength's huge to be a goalkeeper. Um, when you're going through a bad spell or you know if things aren't quite working out. And even if you're going through a good spell, you're only one mistake away from from being that idiot that dropped one in. So you know, <laughs> mental strength is huge, yeah. um, and and that. So yeah, there's a there's a question here by uh, Mark Charles in the comments, and that's who would you pick uh, between Ian Walker, Tim Flowers, Casey Keller, or Casper Schmeichel? Tough one. Tough Trained with Casey Keller, so yeah. Casey Keller's out, unfortunately. I can't. I never trained with him or was involved with him. But um, I mean, for unbelievable goalkeepers. Um, I owe a lot to the first two: Tim Flowers and Ian Walker. Um, Tim was my goalie coach and a player in the final year um, when I first came to the club. And Ian Walker, and you know, I'll be forever grateful for 
for the education that they gave me. Um, I was 15 years old and I was in there training with them pretty much every day. Um, and the basics and the skills that I learned from them are something that stood me in, in great stead throughout my career. And two England goalkeepers and two of the yeah. best probably in the Premier League at, at certain times. So, you know, unbelievable. I mean, and, and as we were talking about earlier, the way football changed over the years, I think now, you know, they're completely different types of goalkeepers. Um, you've got Casper now, who's, you know, the modern day as distribution is huge in the modern game and especially the way that Leicester play, whereas probably it wasn't back, you know, 14, 15 years ago when them lads were playing. So, you know, the basics, the handling, the shot stop, and they had it all. They were fantastic at it. But, I mean, I think and nowadays, you know, Casper's he's a different breed. Um, he's an unbelievable goalkeeper. I think he's, he, you know, he, he is actually, you know, he's up there with, with the best in the world, definitely the best in the Premier League. Um, and, you know, the, the, training with him, watching him over three or four years we were together was was phenomenal. You know, it's it's... Every single day, you know, he was he was on it. Um, but you know, the work that he put in, he's he's getting all the rewards for it over the last few seasons, yeah. and you know, he deserves all the credit that he gets. Tom, Tom, thanks for joining us. Uh, have you got guys. a question for Comrade? Yeah, Comrade, uh, you've been at the club a long time. You've seen a lot of managers come and go. There's one member of staff though who joined the club, and he's still at the club after a long, long period of time. That's Mike Stout. Just want your views on him and what he brings to that dressing room, and also as a goalkeeping coach to keep his position. Because as we see most of the time, uh, when a manager goes, the backroom staff go with him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was a massive part of my career, especially especially at the early stages. Um, it was actually himself and Rob Kelly that were that were taken. I think Mike was was first team coach, assistant manager um, at the time, and they gave me my, my league debut. Um, so a massive part of the club, and then. As you say, he was there. Unfortunately, he actually left for a small space of time when when Rob did um, go, but then obviously came back as as a goalkeeping coach. Then, um, you know, and I mean, the the way that well, the amount of time that he, he's at the club under all the managers that that he's worked for as well shows how good he is and how well respected he is within the club. Um, he's been a massive part, and I think now the the, the goalkeeping, the, the little Nick community that that they've got with Casper and the other guys, you know, it's. It's it's up there. They've built a, a a great setup. They've got some young, good young lads coming through as well. And you know, it, it's it's all built through him. And I think that's it. Just shows you if you stick with someone and give them a little run run at things, you know how things can quickly progress. But massive part of of my career and a massive part of Leicester City and and someone that's you know I think going to be there for a long time as well. Congratulations, Tom. By the way, yes, congratulations, Tom. Thanks, mate. Thank you. That's why I was a bit late. Little one decided to uh, decide it was time to do something else. Sure, Conrad <laughs> won't know, but uh, Tom, Tom had a Tom. baby yesterday night, so not, well, not Tom personally. Did. No, Tom did. He's <laughs> what I did. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> buddy. Thanks, mate. Well. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. He's uh, he's good. He's uh, he's a good little lad. Good. Good. Uh, Richard, right, asks got, this, oh, go, on. go on, go on, Jamie. No, you go on, go on. No, I'm asking well, too many. Ask, uh... Just a quick one. Richard asks, how many times have you been sent off, comrade? Ah, have you ever been sent off, comrade? I have once. <laughs> oh, uh, what? On. Come on, I didn't know this. Yeah, when it was on, yeah, uh, it was a bit of a Dion Dublin Shea given um, oh. reenactment. Um, <laughs> took a cross, dropped it, didn't see someone behind me, ran from behind me, and then. 
instead of letting them score, I thought I'd pull them down and got sent off. So and we won the game, so we done all right. It was worth doing, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, that's not too, that's not too bad, then, is it? No. Nah, <laughs> what I was um, what yeah, I was going to ask. One of them things. Yeah. What I was going to ask. We had Martin Allen on, the ex Leicester manager. Um, what was he like in pre season? I know he was only there for a short time, but what was he like in pre season? Was he as mad as what most people say he is? He was mad. He was, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> it was bonkers. Yeah, he's um he's different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. It was but, um yeah, a bit of an eye opener. I mean, listen, he he had his ways. Um I mean, a, a massive massive character as I'm sure you all know and and that's probably, you know, that's um that that's he probably had a lot of old school values I think probably back from when he was playing and coming to management and brought them to the club, but yeah, um, you know that pre-season. I think we went to we were in Scotland. I think for that pre-season, um, and we got phone calls to our room at like half six in the morning saying you've got five minutes to get in the bus. We're going to training, um, and we go training and just do set pieces for ten minutes maybe and come back the day of the game. And yeah, a few little random random pieces, but um, yeah, it was a good guy though, a good guy, a funny guy. Um, you know, and I think that was just sort of the reputation he has. He does a few little things off the cuff and. You know, I think at every club he's been to, you know, he's renowned yeah. for doing that. So we found that out Monday night. So I've just got one quick question for Comrade. Uh, Martin Allen, um, sorry, Nigel Pearson left the football club after the Cardiff game. Uh, the club brought in uh, Sousa, uh, who brought in a different breed of football to the club. Let's say the passing, uh, what didn't really seem to suit the players. Uh, there was one game in particular that sadly you were in goal for, and uh, that was the drumming by Portsmouth six one. I think you remember. Uh, what what was the feeling between the players when he tried to change so much of what Nigel had brought into this team? Yeah, I mean, as you say, it was a completely different way of playing. Um, sort of when we came back uh, from from my own point of view and as a goalkeeper's point of view, when we came back that pre-season, it was pretty much from the first day the balls were out, we were playing small-sided games, we were. You know, Mike was a, was a goalkeeping coach at the time. We were doing, you know, just distribution straight away to try and get us up to speed with with the way that he wanted to play. Um, I suppose when you look back on it, that was I don't know how many years ago, say seven or eight years ago, or whatever. And the way that he was trying to play then is the way that probably everyone wants to play now. So maybe you know you might look at it and think he might have been ahead of his time. Um, you know, the way that probably from the continent that that he wanted to play, but. Um, you know, for him and I suppose for any club, if that's the way you're going to play, then it's 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 not just a one season sort of thing. It takes time. Um, there's a lot of things that that need to be done. The players that need to be brought in to fit into that sort of system. And you know, maybe the way that we played the previous seasons um, and the players that we had in the club at the time, maybe it, it just wasn't the right fit at the right time. Uh, I've got a question here from the True Fox. We're going to have to wrap up shortly, guys. But True Fox on YouTube asks, do you keep in contact with any of the current Leicester players still, Comrade? Yeah, I do. Um, I still speak to some of them. Um, I'd say probably, you know, I think Vards is probably the, the person I speak to most and see the most, uh, families or friends and and things like that. So, yeah, but I do I still speak to some of them and some of the lads that have, have obviously left the club as well. So, um, we had some good times and, you know, probably especially the last three or four years at the club, there was, there was you know, it was the same group of players, really. Um, and, and obviously some of them are still there. Brilliant. Well, Thanks. 
Sorry, go on, Tom. Can I just ask one, one quick question? Oh, go on, ah, go on, Tom. So I was just go going on. to ask Comrade, uh, you currently own... <laughs> you're, currently, you're currently playing at Mansfield. Uh, it probably hasn't been the season, I think, what they wanted. I, I keep an eye on Mansfield as I think they're a great little club run by a very good uh, chairman and owner and seem to be trying to push in the right direction. Do you feel the season hasn't gone the way you wanted it to go this year with the players that are signed? Nicky Maynard came in. Seemed like you've built a very good squad there. Yeah, I think so. I mean, over the last probably three years, really, the 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 money probably side of it that the the club uh, the the chairman's put into the club. Um, I mean, I think a lot of people wanted the success, um, and for us not to have been promoted in the last three years, probably you know missing out in the playoffs last season, it was it was a close call. But um, you know, as you say, Nicky Maynard is the name that stands out. You know, he was he was top goal scorer last season and the player that everyone wanted, and we thought probably that's just what we needed to get us over the line. Um, and unfortunately, that hasn't happened. But yeah, there's no hiding from the fact that it wasn't the the season that that everyone sort of envisaged, especially after you know such a close call last season. Jay, yeah, go on, then, Jamie. Go on, go on, go on, go on Jamie. Go on, this Lee. is the last question, Jamie. Okay, well, I don't I... Matter, Lee. No, Lee. That's Lee. Lee, go on, yeah, mine's not important. Uh, this season, Conrad, how, how does it need to be finished? Does it need to be scrapped? Does it need to be finished till the end? Come on, t- what's your view? I really don't know. And that's, you know, I, I, I'm not trying to sit in the fence on it, but I mean, the, the way things is at the minute, it's changing daily. Um, I mean, you know, we're looking at Sky News and watching press conferences and, you know, it's it's hard. If it goes on any longer than, than June, then, you know, it's looking less likely that it probably will. I mean, for the guys in the Premier League, for you guys, you know, I think it probably does need to be finished. But then if you start looking sort of lower down where we were, I think a lot of clubs have got to pay for, you know, with, with not having people in the stadiums and behind closed doors games. And I think a lot of clubs, you know, are, are potentially going to fold or go into administration. So I think it's a, it's, a, it's a really tough one lower down. But I think probably the money and everything that's involved in the Premier League, I think that does need to be finished. But whatever stage that is, you know, is anyone's guess. Go on then, I'll let Jamie get his last quick question in. No, it was, it was a, one of the fans, it was Andrew that asked the question, who do you actually support? You must have a, do you have a team that you follow? Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I was obviously from back home, Celtic fan, so Celtic's my team that, that I've followed, but I mean, I didn't really, to be honest, English teams, I didn't really have, have any, uh, you know, massive following over here, so when I was coming over, as I say, as a pup to Leicester, 15 then you know you just embrace that and you know that's the club that, that I look out for now more than more than anyone good lad <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the right answer to end up. Right right <laughs> Listen, thanks, thanks so much for joining us. We'll let you know when we've organised this testimonial that all the fans want to give you. Perfect. So, I'll make sure I come. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would be good. And obviously, players. There's a back, there's a back <laughs> yeah. here, it? All right, brilliant. Thanks, Conrad Logan, that, right? for joining us. That's been absolutely Cheers, brilliant. Thanks, Conrad. Cheers, Conrad. Thank you. Thanks so much. Keep safe and stay well. So that's Comrade. Thanks so much for him joining us, guys. Uh, Yeah, it was brilliant to have him in here. Nice chat. Great chat. It was. And 10 years at the club, you know, there's not many players nowadays can say they've played played at a club and given that much service. He was just a bit unlucky that some of the keepers, I think, guys. 
Yeah. It make, uh, one question we didn't ask him is what, what made him stay that long if he wasn't being picked? Well, he was yeah, being somebody... picked from time to time, but, you know, it was just, I suppose you just have to keep trying and, and you want to keep going and getting in, don't you? Yeah. Anyway, listen, guys, thanks, Chappers, for joining us. No, I enjoy it. You know, I love this. And thanks, Jamie, for sorting everything out tonight. Cheers up. Spencer Pryor, Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. Fantastic. And Tom, you best go and get some sleep if you've had a little baby. Oh, mate, I know. It's going to be my first night at home as well, mate. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I think they're setting the alarm for every four hours. I probably will be now, but, hey, that's life. And uh, I'll still come on here and do my bit, you know. I just can't good. believe your missus has let you come on here tonight. Mate, there was, it was never going to be a no. I'll put my foot down. <laughs> Brilliant. All right, thanks, everybody, Cheers, for joining guys. us. See you, guys. Thanks, everybody, as well, who's been watching the streams. And thanks mostly, of course, to uh, Comrade Logan for joining us. My name's Phil. This is Leicester Fan TV. Thanks for watching. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.